Peace be upon you. God willing, today I'm uh, going to play a clip from uh, Dennis Prager. Uh, so Dennis Prager has a, a very popular uh, uh, radio show, but he also has these five-minute uh, college lectures that he calls uh, Prager University. He gives a number of them, and he also has guests uh, give them as well on you know a numerous amounts of topics. And this one in specific was one that he did in regards to the Ten Commandments, where he broke down each of the commandments and uh, kind of like extrapolated on it. This one's about not bearing false witness. So in this one, he goes into detail about the uh, ramifications of lying and uh, what it means uh, to not to lie. And uh, he goes into a, a lot of detail, and I found it quite interesting. And just to sum up some of the points in the uh, Quran about lying as well, uh, one of the major commandments in the Quran is not to bear false witness. And God reiterates this numerous times that you know we shouldn't bear false witness, uh, that it's a gross sin. And the reason because of that is because if we can't trust one another, if the testimony that we give about our, uh, you know, the facts of our lives um, ends up being inaccurate or untrustworthy, the entire society kind of falls apart. And you see this in countries that are uh, struggling with a lot of uh, uh, corruption. Uh, there is no trust. You know, no one's word can be held. Uh, it's uh, rampant with bribery and uh, um, all kinds of uh, illicit activities. And you see, it's because there is no honesty. And when you have a society that has a high level of honesty, it has a high level of integrity, it's somewhere where people can conduct business, uh, can trust one another, can uh, establish contracts. And these are the foundations, the fabrics of creating a, uh, uh, a society that can prosper. And God tells us in the Quran that we shouldn't lie at all. Uh, in addition to saying not to bear false witness, in chapter 3, verse 75, it reads, uh, be honest with all the people. So some followers of the scripture can be trusted with a whole lot and they will give it back to you. Others among them cannot be trusted with a single denier. They will not repay you unless you keep after them. That is because they say we do not have to be honest when dealing with the Gentiles. Thus, they attribute lies to God knowingly. So in this case, you know, these were a group of believers that thought that just because the counterparty that they were dealing with uh, were Gentiles, were, you know, of lesser status, that they didn't have to be honest with them. And uh, this is completely counter to uh, what we see in the Quran because God is telling us that we have to be honest with all the people. If we're lying, <coughs> we're only hurting ourselves because God's the one who dictates the outcome. And um, there's a uh, famous verse. This one is actually uh, posted in the uh, 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 in Harvard in their law school. Uh, let me pull it up really quick. It is in 4135. It says, O you who believe you shall be absolutely equitable and observe God when you serve as witnesses, even against yourselves or your parents or your relatives, whether the accused is rich or poor, God takes care of both. Therefore, do not be biased by your personal wishes. If you deviate or disregard this commandment, then God is fully cognizant of everything you do. And it says here that whether the accused is rich or poor, God takes care of both. And we have to take that into consideration. A lot of times people feel like they don't have to be honest when dealing, say, for instance, with a corporation or the government um, or anyone of higher status uh, because they feel like, oh, they already have the upper hand and I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt of uh, you know, my honesty, so I'm going to bend the truth or you know, completely lie. And this, again, it, it destroys not only the, uh, the fabric of society, but our own moral integrity. And it puts our own souls at risk. And uh, again, the other side of that is true, too. If the, uh, the person's poor, um, we can't make justifications to lie on their behalf. 
Uh, we have to be honest. We have to be trustworthy. And again, God is the one who takes care of both. And we see this example with uh, Joseph. So chapter 12 of the Quran is entitled Joseph. And we see in that example that Joseph gets in a couple situations and he was honest throughout the entire thing, but the outcome is completely dependent on God uh, because we see in one situation where the governor's wife uh, seduces him and tears his garment from the back that uh, the way that they determined his uh, trustworthiness was some, some random person said, hey, if his garment's torn from the back, then uh, she's trying to seduce him. And if his garment's torn from the front, then he tried to seduce her. And when you think about it, that's a pretty, you know, pretty absurd uh, conclusion because you can imagine a number of ways uh, that the garment could be ripped one way or the other and it still be, uh, you know, uh, uh, unable to determine who was the, the actual seducer in the situation. But nevertheless, it ended up working out in Joseph's favor. Now, in the other um, scenario, uh, everyone realized that, look, Joseph, uh, the governor's wife, was seducing Joseph, and he still, despite his honesty, despite uh, all the information and uh, evidence, they still decided to throw him into prison. Meaning that it doesn't matter in the sense of what, you, if you think you're going to lie to get the upper hand, it's really irrelevant, because God is the one who dictates the outcomes. Uh, in the case of Joseph, God knew that, you know, putting him in prison was A, going to keep him safe from committing adultery, but then B, he was actually learning what was the skills that was needed to make him the treasure of uh, Egypt. And this is the thing. God is the one who dictates those outcomes. So, God willing, I'm going to play the clip from uh, Dennis Prager, and he talks, he extrapolates on this a lot more, and all kinds of different angles about the importance of having, uh, you know, high moral character and maintaining honesty and never lying. Um, God willing, if you guys got any comments or questions, hit us up at QuranTalk at gmail.com or on Twitter at TalkQuran. And until next time, peace and God bless. The ninth of the Ten Commandments is, you shall not give false witness against your neighbor. This means two things. Do not lie when testifying in court and do not lie, period. Remember, in order for an action to be prohibited or demanded in the Ten Commandments, it has to be fundamental to making civilization. As important as donkey riding might have been when the Ten Commandments were given, the Ten Commandments contains no commandment to ride your donkey responsibly. A society can survive bad donkey drivers, but it cannot survive contempt for truth, whether inside or outside a courtroom. If people testify falsely in a courtroom, there can be no justice, and without even the hope of justice, there can be no civilization. The Hebrew Bible was so adamant on this subject that the punishment imposed on a witness who gave false testimony was the same as the punishment that would have been meted out to the accused had the false testimony been believed. In the case of a crime that would be punishable by death, therefore, the false witness was liable to be put to death. But the commandment is clearly concerned with truth generally, not only in a courtroom. Both the great 12th century Jewish commentator Ibn Ezra and one of the most influential biblical scholars of the 20th century, Brevard Childs of Yale University, agreed that the commandment was about truth-telling generally. As Childs pointed out, if the Ten Commandments were solely concerned with truth and falsehood in a courtroom, it would have added words such as, in court. 
There are many important values in society, but truth is probably the most important. Goodness and compassion may be the most important values in the micro or personal realm, but in the macro or societal realm, truth is even more important than compassion or kindness. Virtually all the great societal evils, such as African slavery, Nazism, and communism, have been based on lies. There were slave traders, Nazis, and communists who were compassionate in their personal lives. But all of them told, and most of them believed, some great lie that enabled them to participate in a great evil. Black slavery was made possible in large measure by the lie that blacks were innately inferior to whites. The Holocaust would have been impossible without tens of millions of people believing the lie that Jews were inherently inferior to so-called Aryans. And communist totalitarianism was entirely based on lies. That's why the Soviet Union's Communist Party newspaper was named Pravda, the Russian word for truth, because the party, not objective reality, was the source of truth. There is only so much evil that can be done by individual sadists and sociopaths. In order to murder millions, vast numbers of otherwise normal, even decent people must believe lies. Mass evil is committed not because a vast number of people seek to be cruel, but because they are fed lies that convince them that what is evil is actually good. However, one big obstacle to truth-telling is that believers in causes, including good causes, that don't place truth as a central value, will be very tempted to lie on behalf of their cause. There are many examples. In the 1980s, for example, to promote the cause of the homeless, the leading activist on their behalf claimed that there were two to three million homeless in the United States. Years later, he admitted on national television that he had to come up with a number and made that one up. The real number was between 250,000 and 350,000. Similarly, groups in the fight against cancer were caught greatly exaggerating the number of women who get breast cancer each year. Why? In order to frighten more women into getting mammograms. Again, lying on behalf of a good cause. Why is lying on behalf of good causes destructive? Because if we don't know what's true, how and where do we know how to properly allocate society's limited resources? And in the worst cases, it distorts society's priorities and therefore does great harm. The Ten Commandments is there to warn all of us that with very few exceptions, such as the immediate saving of innocent life, no cause is more important than truth-telling. The Ten Commandments is the greatest list of instructions ever devised for creating a good society, but such a society cannot be created or maintained if it is not based on truth. I'm Dennis Prager. Join Prager University, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and sign up for free at PragerU.com.